¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? Loyal members of the WrestleTalk family, thank you guys for being here tonight for episode 359 of the WrestleTalk podcast. I am your loyal host, the one and only Night Owl, as you can see at the bottom of my screen. And we are going to be joined today by so many wonderful members of the WrestleTalk family, including the originator, the creator of the WrestleTalk podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for the one and only Nightmare Jones. What's up? What up, buddy? A little bit sore today, but I'll be okay. Now, I would ask you why you're sore, but I think we're going to get to see why yeah. your store a little bit later on in the show, bro. Do you want to give anybody a sneak peek uh, or you want to keep it hush-hush? It's going to be hush-hush, but I, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sore right now, but I'll, I'll, I'll be all right. <laughs> I'm here for the show. It's going to be a great show tonight. We don't have any guests tonight, but tonight's going to be a little bit different because tonight, the night now and I are going to be ranking wrestlers in WWE in AEW, in Ring of Honor, and, if I'm not mistaken, Impact Wrestling. So, Indeed we are. And you know what, bro? We had the opportunity to bring on a couple of guests. We decided against it because it's so rare that we have the opportunity to actually sit and talk and pick each other's brains. But even more importantly, it's very rare that we get any callers on anymore because we're so busy with guests and breaking down news and doing our segments. So guess what, y'all? Today, we are officially open for business. I don't care if you're talking pro wrestling, indie wrestling, fantasy wrestling. All you got to do is drop a comment on any one of our platforms, whether it be Facebook, Periscope, which is via Twitter, uh, IG, YouTube. It does not matter. If you guys want to come on, and talk your shit alongside your boys, the Night Owl, Nightmare Jones, and Hardcore Hoss. All you got to do is drop a comment. We'll shoot you the link. Come on. The only thing we ask, well, it's actually two things. Number one, bring the heat, share the broadcast. Say it with me, Jonesy. Bring the heat, bring the heat share the broadcast. Share the broadcast. And, Boom. and don't That's ask us do. to have Stone Cold Steve Austin onto the podcast. and Aaron Wallace you were officially off timeout next week um, because we had to put you on timeout for some of that nonsense but it would I would be remiss if I didn't introduce the third member of our team ladies and gentlemen our audio engineer on the ones and twos in the background baby the one and only hardcore house what's up fellas what's up get pasa bro welcome how we doing tonight Pretty good, pretty good. A little bit sore, but pretty good. Yeah, man. Well, John, I know you'll be on the lookout. What do you want people to do if they want to come on the show and join us today? Uh, just, you know, drop us a line. You can put it in the uh, in the chat there, and we'll see it. And I'll send you, shoot you over a link, and you can come on in. 
Boom, there you have it. All right, well, John will be in the background. We'll bring him back on momentarily. And remember, this show is about you guys. It's about SummerSlam. It's about Double or Nothing. It's AEW. Whatever y'all want to talk about, shoot. Even if you're with a fantasy wrestling group and EFIT, you want to come on and talk some trash, you're more than welcome to do so. Uh, we'll catch you in just a minute there, Hoss. All right, John is watching in the background, ready for the shenanigans that we're going to put forth today. But, Joey, there's a proper and an improper way to kick off the Wrestle Talk podcast, bro. And guess what? What? <laughs> Look what I got. Oh, I don't know where mine are at. Oh, man. Joe, did you? I went and got my flag and you lost yours? Mine is. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Oh, bro. All right, you know what? I'm going to play Carl Lewis. That gives you about 40 seconds to find your flag. See if you have any luck. Ladies and gentlemen, like we always do about this time, we're going to ask you to respectfully remove your caps, place your hands over your heart as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. That's right. That is America, damn it. Bro, we're gonna do something. Well, go ahead, Please Joey. Tear my eye every single time. And you know what, bro? Just because he wants and needs the attention, I'm gonna do Drew a favor. Drew, thank you for always coming on and pointing out what you see wrong with the broadcast. Maybe one of these days you actually come on and say something nice. But yes, I know I sound like Lucifer. <laughs> it's part of the gimmick this time. Deal with it, little baby. Uh-oh, we got Andres Suarez, Joey. He wants to know how you're feeling. <laughs> like I said, I'm feeling sore, very, very sore. But it's okay. I survived, and I'm ready. What's up, LT? Ready indeed. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, I am working on getting rid of my super deep voice. Not sure I'm going to be able to during the live broadcast, but I'll try my best. And it's all love, Drew. God bless you. Uh, all that said, Joey, I think we should get into the show because I already see a lot of messages, a lot of people wanting to come on, and I don't want to hold up the process anymore. How's that, that sound? That sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah. And you know what? Today, as a very special treat for the members of the Wrestle Talk family, we're actually going to pay the intro as the intro to the high spots segment. How's that sound? Sounds good. Let's do it, baby. For those of you who haven't had a chance to hear it, here it is. The Wrestle Talk Podcast brand new introduction, soon to be accompanied by video. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is for you. Our brand new intro. Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. 
We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Ding, ding, ding! There we go, baby. Let's go ahead and kick off tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast High Spot segment. Jonesy, we got a lot to cover. I know it seems like two hours is a long time, but it's going to fly by. So why don't you bring your first High Spots topic to the forefront? Man, my first High Spots topic is, you know, the uh, cat out of the bag. Like... Man, AEW debuted their new show on uh, Friday, and man, it got like 700 and some thousand views. So, you know, it, it, for the first show, it, it was it's only an hour-long show, but man, it was like, it was action-freaking-packed. And, you know, uh, Christian, Christian became the brand-new Impact Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. He beat Kenny Omega. Yeah, he did. I was pretty astonished by that, Jonesy, but it was for the Impact Championship, not for the AEW Championship. Do you think he's going to be able to carry that momentum and win the AEW Championship? That's really the question Um, that everybody's wondering. I don't see Christian as winning the Impact of the the AEW. I think that the person that's going to win that one is going... To be, oh. Are you making a prediction <sighs> now? Uh oh, putting yourself on the spot, my guy. Uh, you know, it, it 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 could really be anybody that 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 could could win that that uh, uh, championship. I mean, it really could be anybody. It it, it could be uh, John Moxley that that could uh, come back. Uh, uh, but I, I think the person that's, that that is going to win it is going to be Adam Page. I think Adam Page is the guy that is going to win it. And yes, everybody was all pissed off that he got his his match was taken away. I'm like, but you got to understand, he just had a baby, and you know they were supposedly bringing in CM Punk. So it's going to happen. It's just just give it a little bit of time. Give it a little bit of time. Well, speaking of people going away, one of the things I wanted to talk about is the Max Caster fallout. For those who haven't heard, Max Caster a couple of weeks ago came on and had a freestyle hmm. that offended a lot of people, which I find kind of funny because it's always like the mental health awareness gang that's the same people that are like behind cancel culture, and it's always the cancel culture people that are behind the mental health awareness. I don't really get how you could be for one 
and the other at the same time. Because what about Max Caster's mental health? He's been told that at AEW, he's allowed to reach for the brass ring. He's allowed to come out and, and be edgy and be a heel. He's a heel rapper is what he is. And you're going to pigeonhole the guy and handcuff him. And I know he's suspended. I saw on social that he's selling his acclaimed gear. So it may be going beyond that. He may no longer be with the company. Joey, I don't, I'm not going to play it because by now I think everybody's seen it. But is all this warranted after you saw the video several times yeah. and took into consideration? Absolutely. Or are they just overblowing it and doing a little virtue signaling Absolutely overblown. This is exactly why the attitude adjustment, the attitude error can never come back. Because this is something that, that we would have seen in, in, in the attitude error on, on a constant basis. And, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, I, I, I don't get it. I didn't really see anything wrong with it. I didn't have an issue with it. But apparently, some people did, apparently. Some people had issues with it. I It, it didn't bother me. I, I, I laughed my ass off at it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was great, too. And, guys, I am aware of the slow audio Going to try to fix that here in just a couple of minutes, but we don't want to stop the content because we got a lot to talk about. So I'll address it if I can. If not, just bear with us. Uh, Joey, what else did you have on the docket for High Spots tonight? Because there's a lot going on in the world of professional wrestling. And this upcoming Saturday, not Sunday, Saturday, we've got... SummerSlam, which I'm already seeing people in the chat say that they're more excited for the NXT program than the SummerSlam program. So, what else is on your mind Man, uh, that's going on in the world of wrestling before we get to SummerSlam? I guess that the other thing that, that we, 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 we could talk about was who came out with Andrade, well, yeah, uh, at, AAA, at AAA Mania? Rick Flair. Ric Flair came out with Andrade, and apparently the only reason that Kenny Omega didn't win, uh, didn't lose okay. his title, was he, he, he was all for losing it, but they, they felt he just lost the Impact Championship, and if he lost the Triple A Championship, then that would, they didn't think that would be such a, such, such a good idea, and it wasn't AEW's idea. That was Triple A's idea. Triple A said that they didn't want Kenny Omega to drop it yet. Taking too many losses. Right? Yeah, that, that makes sense. Now, is it okay if I share a tweet with you? Sure. Because you bring up Ric Flair reminded me of this tweet, and I <laughs> want to get your thoughts on it. So I'm going to go ahead and share it, and I may even bring on uh, Hardcore Haas to get his thoughts on this one as well. And we'll go ahead and have you read that off the screen, Jonesy, if you can, please. All right. It says, Triple A using Ric Flair, Sting wrestling on TNT, Christian in the Impact Zone, CM Punk returning to in AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling putting a belt on Tanahashi, and people get mad when WWE relies on nostalgia. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Talk to me. Wow. Hoss, tell me what you think about that, man, because I think there is genuinely some truth to that tweet. What do you think? 
Yeah, wrestling fans are just their own breed, I tell you. And, you know, they they can see something, exactly. They can see something in one place and just say, oh, I hate the way they do that. And then something very similar, if not exactly the same, can happen somewhere else and they go, oh, I love that. You know, it's... (laughs) <laughs> it, it's it's a very strange world we live in. <laughs> Hypocrite much? <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, JP. We'll bring you back on here in just a couple. Um, Jonesy, your thoughts on that tweet? Because I think there's some truth there. There is. There, there absolutely is. There are, like, like I said, we live in a time where it's cool to shit on the WWE for everything that they do now you know i get it i don't like them bringing in the all these these you know old 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 older wrestlers like like goldberg but then you know i also didn't like AEW bringing in sting and you know ccm and punk i i get why they're bringing in cm punk but i don't think it's going to be as big as what everybody thinks that it is i think cm punk's time has you know, it's like he's been gone for like seven years, and it's—I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna. See, I asked myself the same question: Is he really as relevant as everybody makes him out to be? Right. Is he really? And secondly, and this is what nobody wants to talk about: the last year and a half that he wrestled, he wasn't half the wrestler that he was. During the four three four run, right? I mean, I just didn't see the passion, the fire, or even the physicality. And we thought, okay, he's going to reignite that passion by going to MMA. And no disrespect, because he did something I would never do. He got into the octagon, but my man got his ass whooped. <laughs> so it's like, you know what I'm saying? You know what? We promised you guys that this show was going to be all about the members of the Wrestle Talk family. And we got a couple of guys on right now who want to join us and have yeah. a conversation. My man, Sonny Money, who's still working on his camera. Sonny Money. And we got the one and only Dave Ruby. Let's go ahead and bring on, in the order that they appeared on our screen, ladies and gentlemen, repping Philadelphia or Kansas City via Philadelphia, PA, via Italy, via via Poland, ladies and gentlemen, the Polish pistol, Sunny Money Mayo. What's up, (laughs) Russell? Talk, baby. This ain't talking dynasty, bro. What is up with all the football stuff? This is a wrestling podcast. You know how I do it, bro. Football, wrestling, wrestling, football, football, wrestling, wrestling, football. (laughs) Facts, facts. You got to check out my man K's Corner Podcast where he does football and wrestling. Shout out to our boy Kai Eller, a.k.a. Leo D, another Paisan. Yeah. But anyway, Mayo, I know you're on babysitting duty. I know you got a lot going on with your new schedule. You hear us talking about AEW. You hear us talking about WWE. What is on your mind when it comes to wrestling right now? What's got you excited? What's got you so, locked in? So obviously, Renee, we talked, and, you know, uh, we were trying to set it up for me to come on tonight, and I'm sitting there, and I'm getting ready, and I'm thinking about all this, and so the one thing I want to lead off with is is uh, something in particular, and it's AEW 
and it, right. and and it's Max Caster. And <laughs> we just talked about that. Bro, Good call. Come on, man. Like he's he's a rapper and he's pushing the envelope. What do you expect him to say? Like, why are we? I, I mean, I get it. It's 2021. It's kind of a politically correct culture now. But come on, man. Roman and Cena are talking about missionary position. You know, like D bags and D everything. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that WWE is kind of seeing what AEW is doing, and I and I think that is the reason that WWE is kind of starting to open up to some things that they weren't doing, the PG era, and so on and so forth. But bro, we're not just going to straight up cancel Max Caster over that one rap, are we? Like, is that it? Is it all said and done with him, or? Well, right now, from what I understand, and we can have Hoss check for us in the background, he's currently suspended for two months, has to go through the same sensitivity training that Sammy Guevara did. And here's the kicker. Earlier today, Max Castor was selling his acclaimed gear that he wore for AEW on several different occasions. So the writing's kind of the wall. He's kind of flipping them the finger. And what I find hilarious, Sonny, Joey, I don't know how you feel about this. They let Christian Cage give the middle finger to Kenny Omega on Friday, and that was okay. But Max Caster dropping some bars like a freestyle battle guy. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Wild and Out. It was like on that kind of vibe. Right. And my man is canceled not only by AEW, but the virtue signaling fans on Blue Checkmark Twitter. That's the last that I know. Let's bring in Hardcore Hoss here just very briefly. John, what is the latest that you've been able to dig up on the Max Caster situation? Yeah, from what I'm from what I'm seeing and and everything. Um, you're right on what was handed down to him. Um, but he keeps throwing things out there to cause speculation that he is leaving AEW altogether. Mm. So, mm, there you have it. Thanks a lot, John. We'll catch you in just a few. Uh, Mayo, what do you think about that, man? Are they, again, are they overblowing it? And you wonder how much of it is AEW themselves? Is it Tony Khan himself? Is it? or Rhodes or Bucks, whoever's back there calling shots, is it really them? Or are they really feeling pressure from sponsors, maybe TNT, you know, uh, and, and you see the AEW billboards out on Yankee games now at Yankee Stadium. So is it coming from the sponsors, you know, they're saying, hey, let's do something about this, or is it really coming from Tony Khan on about that? But, you know, regardless of what it is, my personal opinion, my personal, Sonny Mayo's personal opinion is garbage, bro. Just stop. Let the man do his job. He's entertaining. (laughs) You know, and I'm more on the AEW train than I am the WWE train right now. And it's because I'm more entertained by what AEW is doing. And, Joe, I know you were just talking about it a minute ago before I came on here. Dude, I am hyped for Friday because I'm crossing my fingers that CM Punk shows up. Why? what what's that? Why? Come on, Joe. I, uh, a, that's a good question. Why are you so excited? Seven years. 
because he is. Yeah, the last time he's in the ring, he wasn't that impressive. We were just talking about but it, that. But name me a CM Punk wrestling match. You know what I mean? Like when you pull up, just type in CM Punk on YouTube. What you're going to come across more than anything is his promos. And CM Punk okay. is that shining light in that PG era that he came out with the Stone Cold shirt on. He said, what's up to Cole Cabana? He said, what's up to New Japan? He said, what's up to Ring of Honor? He was, you know what I mean? Like, he was our indie. He is a lightning rod. I'll give that to Sonny Money. He is that. He, he, he was our indie wrestling internet darling that came in. You know, that 2004-05 era with AJ and Samoa and Chris Daniels and that whole Ring of Honor crew, bro, like that was so on fire. And that was the AOL days of the internet. It wasn't like social media now. It wasn't like we had four different platforms now. You have like one maybe, you know what I mean? And he was getting talked about then. And he went into the WWE train and he made himself stand out. So on that potential alone, to come into a company that's already uh, on fire, at least in my opinion, AEW's on fire. I mean, of course, they're going to have some misses, but they have more hits than misses right now. They're on fire. What he's going to bring to that, he's going to bring more to the table than what Sting brought. He's going to mean he's going to bring more to the table than any old Arn Anderson or Four Horsemen's bringing to that table right now. Like he's going to put more eyes on that product by just having a mic in his hand, and I think that's what he's going to end up doing. It's just going to be he's going to be commentary. He's going to be a manager. He's going to come out there and cut promos on MJF and Cody and everybody, and it's going to be really interesting and really entertaining. And he's always entertained me. And I'm a massive CM Punk fan, so I, I... Okay, question. Will you be disappointed if he's not wrestling on a regular basis? Or if he gets the Brock Lesnar treatment, has a match, disappears, has a match, disappears? Because I'll give AEW this. They brought in Kristen Cage. My expectations for him were very low. He's been wrestling every week. He's been main eventing, and he's been surpassing expectations. And I think him and CM Punk are roughly the same age, if not Christian, is a little bit older. So will you, and this question goes to you, Jonesy, as well, would you be disappointed if CM Punk makes an appearance, but he's there only on more of a Brock Lesnar part-time basis? Why don't you take that one first, Joey? Um, Not really. I mean... Uh... I, I don't think he needs to wrestle every single week. Um, I think that him wrestling, you know, every once in a while would 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 be good enough as long as he continues to cut his promos because he is very very good on the microphone, one hundred percent. I'll give him that. Yeah, and, and and like you said, he's good. He's basically on the mic. I'm not expecting him. I, I'm not expecting him. You know, I I'm expecting that. Two, three, four, five times a year of a wrestling match with CM Punk, and from everything I'm hearing on the on the dirt sheets and everything, uh, you know, they're saying that he's been in the ring and he looks good. He's uh, doing some stunt work for that show Heels. Um, and they said, you know, when he was doing that, he was looking real good and he was looking sharp. So hopefully, he comes back and looks better in wrestling than what he did in his UFC career because that was that that got flushed down the toilet real quick. Yeah, 
But what happens if he comes back and if he doesn't like the way that they're booking him and he starts complaining again about not getting the, the big main events and then he's, he takes his ball and he goes home again? I could not agree with Joe Moore because just as much as he's known for his promo game, he's just as well known for his bitching and complaining game. And that was a big part of why guys like me didn't like CM Punk because he always walked around like an entitled prick. He acted like he was Randy Orton or John Cena, and he never was. That was part of the issue that I used to have with CM Punk. And what he was delivering in the ring, maybe his mic skills were crazy good, but what he was delivering in the ring, especially that last year and a half, did not equate to what he was demanding that he get. Because if it would have been up to him, we would have never got the Seth Rollins push. We would have never got the Daniel Bryan push all the way to WrestleMania. If it would have been up to CM Punk, it would have been CM Punk getting that push. And we all know CM Punk can't do babyface. He's pretty much strictly a heel and an entitled one at that, honestly. Yeah, but what else you guys want to touch on, baby? Well, I'm going to finish it off with this CM Punk. I got dinner. I got kids. But I'm going to finish it off with this. So do you – and I agree with you, Renee, and I also agree with you, Joe. His skills were finished in that last year. But how much of it was – and then I don't know if you guys listened to the Cole Cabana podcast where he talked about that last year. He was beat up. Like he had a busted knee. I believe that. Elbow. He was beat up. Now, again, not to toot this train, but, again, you go back to them ring of honor days – you go back to the matches to what brought him to that WWE dance. He had classics with Samoa Joe. He had classics with AJ. He had he had classics. And he was doing a schedule where he was wrestling only on the weekends, not Monday, Tuesday, and I'm jumping town to town to town. So right. if maybe AEW preserves him and does them three, four, five matches a year, he's going to come out, you know, Meltzer's going to be dying to give this dude a five-star match. Like, I, I, I see it happening. They're not saying CM Punk's completely shit in the ring. He's not. He's not. No. Okay, he's, so here's the question before you go. Do you expect him to be more Kristen Cage in the ring upon his return? Or do you expect him to be more Jericho in the ring upon his return? Because both of those guys play their role well, but as far as ability, I think you got to give it to Kristen Cage. He's in incredible shape for his age. He came out, had a kick-ass match, looked credible against Kenny Omega, which I didn't expect to happen. So where do you think he's going to fall? More on the Jericho side, more on the Christian Cage side, or somewhere in the middle? I'm hoping, hoping he comes out in that Christian Cage side because I know CM Punk can have a good match. He's never had a, again – YouTube it, you're going to see more promos and matches pop up at first. Probably, yeah. He's He's got that ability. You know what I mean? He could go out there and not just clothesline, drop, hit home, <laughs> hook and leg drop, put the ear to it and go home. My man can wrestle. My man can wrestle. It can't happen. So I'm hoping, again, the, uh, AEW does that for three, four, five times a year. Preserves the body. He's a little bit older. He's a little bit banged up. But if if he's if he's coming back to wrestling, he ain't doing it half ass, bro. He he ain't doing it half ass. If he's coming to AEW, 
He's going to give it all he's got on the mic and all he's got in the storylines. And I really hope and pray that he just doesn't bitch and take his ball and go home because he's not in a position that he doesn't want to be. AEW has a full roster plus some. And they're doing a really good job of getting everybody in storylines and everything. But if he doesn't get what he wants, I hope he just doesn't take his ball and go home. We'll see what happens Friday. Let's see if he shows up first. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that's uh that's what we gotta know, and that's what we gotta find out, and hopefully we'll find that out soon. My only question as you head out of here, Mayo, is this why are you still looking to wrestle? You got AJ at home. <laughs> I'd be having matches every other night and not even worried about pro wrestling, but that's just me. <laughs> With AJ at the crib, I don't know what my man's doing. Why he's so desperate to get back out on the road. I don't understand. It, it, it kind of ties in with that football thing, Renee. We were going out there to the Chiefs when they were 1-15, but we tore the red the next season, bro. Dedication, that pro wrestling bug, it's hard to get out of you, man. You know what I mean? And when you were on the top and you were at the very high and now you're back down to the very low, you know he misses that. You know he misses that limelight a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't care if he's cocky, straight edge, or whatever. You know he misses that a little bit. So, so what Mayo's saying is pro wrestling. It's not on you. It's in you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mayo. Have a good one, man. Peace. Thanks for being here. Thanks, baby. Peace, bro. Oh God. <laughs> it's not on you. It's in, in you. It's like Buddy Shepard. Just Joey, let Buddy in. Yeah, let, <laughs> damn right. Just let Buddy inside you. <laughs> Shout out to those boys over there at Anarchy doing big, big things. Well, guess what, Joe? We got another amazing person getting ready to join us. I've gotten a couple of messages. Looks like we're going to have quite a few people on today. But, dude, you are going to love this guy. Not only has he been a guest, not only have we been a guest on his show, but he also helps us make our show better. He's a recent inductee into the Midwest Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. I hope I said that right. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, the man that is always uncut, rough cut, Rick Ruby. Not Cena. <laughs> there he is. Right there. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? What up? Hold on, we're looking at this meme right now. It says, uh, <laughs> "What the hell, Rick?" <laughs> you had a couple of other ones up before you came on. Can we see those two? What are the other ones you had up, bro? We want to see those. Yeah, say yeah. Hey, hey, guys. Um, what up, brother? <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I had this here because I know that we've been talking about Cena trying to get on here, and uh, yeah, that was another one. I put. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Stop it! So cold. Hey, you you don't get Max Castered, bro. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Rick, congratulations! Amazing speech. I saw you got a little choked up up there and i don't blame you man what a huge honor to be uh recognized in front of a bunch of other legends for the hall of fame before we get into any SummerSlam stuff and all that bro how does it feel to be a midwest 
Hall of Famer. That's absolutely incredible. Oh man, I mean it, it's 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 definitely a good honor, and uh, it's definitely something I'll take with me. Uh, you know, as the highlight of my career, definitely surpasses any type of title or any other type of win uh, that I that I've had in my career. And um, just going with, go in with the group of guys that I did, which one of them, including the ace cowboy Bob Orton. I mean, you can't in that. Dude, you court. went in the same class the same as a class. dude that was on WrestleMania one. Oh, I mean, gosh. right. Yeah. It, and then, of course, Ron Powers, giant assassin. I mean, those guys have, have done battles uh, throughout the Midwest. And, of course, Mr. Big uh, being instrumental with his career. Um you know, a lot as a manager. Um, so definitely a great class of guys to go in with. And um, I mean, it still feels, uh, it still feels kind of uh, surreal. I mean, I just, I can't believe it. Um, but I mean, it's, it was a great night. It was a great ceremony. I know I, uh, Luke Roberts was there and uh, he, uh, he was there in person to see the induction, all of it. But man, it's just a great time. And uh, if anybody gets a chance to come down and even see it, that's part of this business. And just just one night, just put all the BS aside and then just focus on having a good time. You'd be surprised on how smooth the night goes. And uh, and surprisingly, not that much alcohol was dispensed that night. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Guys want to get home safe. That's what it is. That, too. You can't you can't blame on being drunk for being kind to somebody. So, <laughs> so every, mostly everybody was sober. So, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, that was awesome. Well, Joey, I'm going to let you jump on here. I know you want to congratulate Ruby as well. And then, as you know, we're talking all things wrestling. We decided to not have a featured guest this week, Ruby, because we just wanted to get into the nitty-gritty of everything going on in pro wrestling. But, Joey, I'll let you have the floor here, man. What do you got on your mind? Uh, Well, congratulations once again, Rick. So what's been, been, been new for you? What have you been up to? Good question. Oh, shoot. Well, other than the uh, – I've actually ha- have been having a little bit of trouble here with with, uh, with uh, the function of my everyday activities, to be honest. And I actually got in to finally see a doctor, and I had an MRI this past uh, weekend. And it turns out that I've actually got uh, moderate osteoarthritis in both of my knees. That's mm. causing the pain. So – Homeboy here has got to totally change his diet, and if I wanted to keep working on, uh, keep working in the rain, much less carry on with my everyday activity. So that's not so great news that I've had. Um, but other than that, I mean, I've just been taking it easy. Um, I'm getting ready to uh, embark to going down to Branson, Missouri, in about a week and a half for American nice. Championship Wrestling. Uh, we're doing a two day show down there. Uh, for Saturday and Sunday, uh, and one shout of shout out the, to ACW, yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna have uh, two shows there, one o'clock. Both uh, tickets ten, uh, going up to ten dollars for that show. You still can't beat it. Uh, no, you know, right? Uh, especially for Branson, brother. You uh, dare you to find uh, something that last for three hours and only cost you ten bucks? I dare anybody to you know to find me an attraction like that. So and that, yeah, and that does. It does that's mean to go buy a, a minute around a miniature golf and just sit at the hole for about 45 minutes and then move on. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No um, question. Yes. So no, I, I'm excited for ACW and then um nice. You know, and there's gonna be I will say there will be some more surprises coming 
very soon. Well, I want you to talk about something that's no longer a surprise, and that is your upcoming guest on the False Count Everywhere podcast. We'll talk about that in just a second, but I'm going to go ahead and bring on our audio engineer, Hardcore Hoss, here, because I know he also wants to congratulate you for your induction. So, uh, Hoss, uh, the floor is yours, my friend. Yes, con- congratulations on your induction into the Hall of Fame there. You know, I... I was very happy to hear that for you. And, you know, we also appreciate all the help that you've given us here on this podcast and especially given me uh, with trying to get this thing set up for video and everything. So really appreciate you and was very happy to see you get that induction. I appreciate it, man. Like I said, I've always tried to help out. That's that's basically what I always try to do. I mean, I'm not, not going to be in this inside actively in this business forever. So I definitely want to pass on to help out to, to help others. And that's basically what it is. So glad I can help. Dig that for sure. Well, you know what? I actually got some heat with hardcore Haas. So before he goes, John, you posted a comment on the Facebook thread. And I need answers. Are you calling me a hypocrite? What the hell does that mean? Well, you know, you're sitting there talking about CM Punk and and, and putting him down. But before you moved into your new studio, did you not have a CM Punk cutout right there in your old studio? <laughs> hey, I remember being in the club with Renee in that CM Punk figure in the back seat of his car. Okay, I, I want to I be 100% transparent. I've never liked CM Punk. But I know all you marks did, and it got people to tune into the show. So that's why Philip was always behind. Me. Okay, that's it. And I'm gonna be honest with you. One night, I had one too many beers out of my Wrestle Talk podcast mug available at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Shameless plug. So I backed up so fast that I crushed Philip, and I put him not through the table. But I hit him with the Kristen Cage and it put him through the chair. And Phil, a.k.a. CM Punk, was no more. It was the death of CM Punk. And he was already duct taped and super glued. <laughs> and anything sticky you can think of, this dude had on him. Like I said, he was on a couple road trips with us. So I don't know what kind of creams, lotions, and other substances ended up on Phil before he met his uh, his demise. Oh, so there's the answer to your little <laughs> snooty question, John. I hope you're satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, bro. We'll catch you in a few. Uh, so Dave, 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 let's uh, let's go to an appropriate layout here. Um, lots and lots to talk about in the world of pro wrestling right now. We haven't got into it yet, but I think this is the appropriate time. You got... SummerSlam, NXT 36, you've got the second episode of AEW Rampage and Double or Nothing on September 5th. Are any of those things piquing your interest? And if so, which one out of all of them, if you could only watch one, would you watch? Well, I will say if I had to watch any one of them, I will be tuning in to the AEW Rampage uh, for the mere fact of all the hype 
and I am not going to be surprised if there's an empty hype that's coming on Friday, even in his hometown. So, you know, and if if it is, it is. But at this point, when uh, when I think of uh, Mr. CM Punk returning to the ring after seeing his return to WWE as a co-host for FS1 backstage, like no one gives a rip. You know, my my uh, my my thoughts are: Who the hell cares? (laughs) No one gives a damn. (laughs) No one gives a damn. (laughs) You know what, John? John, I know you can hear me. Make a note. You know what we need? That drop we used to have. Never drew a dime. (laughs) We need that back, right, Joey? Let let me unmute you, bro. You had some background. Not a dime. Do we not Not need that back? Not a dime. That was all about Jeff Jarrett. Like, that dude hated Jeff Jarrett. Who was it that had that clip? Oh, I don't remember the guy's name, but yeah, he was like. Sonny would have been able to. Never drew a dime. Not a dime. Never drew a dime. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, Joey, same question to you Rampage, SummerSlam. NXT 36, um, and of course, double or nothing. Let's just say NXT SummerSlam, uh, double or nothing. If you could only watch one, which one would you watch and why? Uh, I kind of want to watch. I think Joey's got some background noise going there. It's like a blender or something. Maybe he's. He's got somebody making him a margarita that he'll drink out of his Wrestle Talk podcast mug. <laughs> Shameless. No, no, screw a smoothie, bro. We got some fat-free uh, margaritas uh, that we can make for you. <laughs> well, okay, so let me jump on to something else here because I think you'll have an interesting perspective. Rick, Rick Flair made an appearance in AAA recently released by his request from his WWE contract. What is Ric Flair doing? Is he becoming a caricature of himself? Or are you kind of happy that the old man can just do whatever the hell he wants to do and you're going to pretty much enjoy whatever it is that he does? Because some people think that he's doing himself a disservice by popping up with Andrade which obviously Andrade inevitably lost, and everyone's speculating that inevitably he's going to end up in AEW. Your thoughts on the 16-time world champion? Well, Flair gives. I mean, I mean, obviously he can't commit to a major company right now because of the whole clause that you know the WWE puts in there. But obviously, I don't know how the AAA thing got squeaked by and how he made his appearance. Um, but I mean, obviously we know what Andrade's wishes are and as far as who he would like to have alongside with them in AEW. Now, this also gives opportunity for Mr. Flair to even take on more independent bookings, appearances, signings, whatever, without having to tie even more, even with even having to tie down with the, with the WWE contract. So, um, I mean, is I he think... doing himself a disservice though, Rick? Because he looks rough out there. Even in the um, there's like a car commercial that he's in right now. I think it's like car credit or no, something oh, like that. Shield. He just 
Yeah. Yeah, Car Shield, the Car Shield commercial. He just doesn't look great to me. No. What do you think? No, I mean, you can tell. I mean, he, he is starting to show his age more, and he is starting to slip a little. So I noticed that, too. Um, as far as getting active along, you know, as an active managerial role, I think he would even – he's going to struggle at that, to be honest. And, and no discredit to Ric Flair because, you know, he's done his time. You know, he's proven himself in this industry. Right. But sometimes, even with Terry Funk, even when those uh, – you got to know when to say when even if, if you retire 40 times, but you know, you still have to, you still have to proceed on what good you can do in this industry. And with Ric Flair making his appearances and what he wants to do, you know, I, I guess it's going to be up to what, uh, what the company wants and what's going to be good for his health. Cause you know, he's had you know, a couple large health scares in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, Rick's got to look after Rick for his health and being there for, you know, you know, if he's got grandbabies, he's got to be there for family, you know, at the end. You know, he can't really devote his entire time to this business. And I can't even believe we're asking ourselves this question. I'll uh, I'll go back to you on uh, on this one, Joe. I know you had somebody making you a margarita in the background. But, uh, bro, Ric Flair, is he doing himself a disservice? Is he kind of taking away the luster a little bit? from his legacy with some of the stuff that he's been doing with the uh, getting Lacey Evans pregnant and, you know, I don't know, bro. It's just, it's just strange in general. Um, I, th- I think that Ric Flair is doing everything that he can to continue to make himself relevant. I, I think that's basically what Ric Flair is doing. He's doing whatever he can to make himself more relevant, uh, you know, because, you know, he's not wrestling anymore. So he's got to do whatever that he can to continue to be relevant. And that's why, you know, he's doing, you know, rap videos that he was in and, uh, you know, the uh, commercials and, you know, backstage he was with Andrade, which Charlotte was backstage too. But the only reason that she didn't come out was because WWE wouldn't let him come out. Yeah. I think that's a great point, and I am starting to believe with the trend that AEW is setting, it might have been a good thing to let Charlotte come out because clearly that fourth wall has been broken. Mm-hmm. The the proverbial um, what's it? What are they saying? The the golden door, the hidden door, the forbidden door. Yeah, the, the forbidden door has been open. So how much longer is WWE going to wait to jump on? Because they're going to miss it like they did that first year and a half when WCW broke that fourth wall and started to do what they were doing. Do you think they're going to be maybe a little bit late to the party because of how possessive they are with people's names, their likeness, and all the bullshit that they're so known for? Uh, I guess I'll throw it to you first, Dave. What do you think? Um, I mean, I mean, as far as with with a you know with AEW, um, I mean, too too much of that out in the public is not really not really great for the business. At least for me personally, you can't reveal all your secrets. There's but, the old school in Ruby coming out. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm always going to be for old school. That's always how. That's always going to be with me because that's how I was raised and that's how I was taught in this industry. But with 
with with WWE's attempt to even try to try to even break this fourth law or try to get edgy or whatever. I mean, come on. I mean, there's certain ways to do it. And even with the tacky promo between Cena and Reigns, I mean, come on. I mean, talking about missionary, like what uh, Sonny did with missionary positions and then talking about, <laughs> you know, you know, failed, failed, failed uh, you know, engagements and all this other stuff. I mean, come on, dude. Really? I mean, you got to give something to the fans. I mean, other than like with cheap pops or, you know, or, or cheap shots at somebody here. All in all, the most important thing, what's going to make a company go, is what kind of product you can put in the ring. And I'm not talking about... And then also, if you're watching TV, you know, reason why I don't watch much WWE, guys, to be honest, is because all these guys are giving a freaking 50-page script for every show, and they got to follow through, and they, they got to read everything. Okay, and let me stop you right there. Let me let me stop you right there. So a recent report claims that Roman Reigns, in a shoot interview, said that he hasn't been given a script. Shout out to Herb Simmons, the legend, the Hall of Famer himself, the one and only SICW's oh, Herb shoot. Simmons. Thank you for being here. Shout out. Um, again, Roman stated that since he started the head of the table tribal chief gimmick, he has not been handed a script any longer. Number one, are you buying it? And number two, do you think he's about the only one? Because to me, it seems like everybody else continues to be awfully scripted. Just my thoughts. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I think that that if that's true, then he's he's the only one. But you know, I, I would have never thought that Roman Reigns would be able to cut a good promo, but he's actually doing pretty good. He's actually he's not bad. Like he's 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 really came a long way from suffering succotash. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Joe. I can't believe you remember that. <laughs> uh, Rick, what do you think, buddy? Well, one, it could be because you're the one that brought up the scripted promo thing, right? I, so it I looks did. like they're trying to right. get away from. It. Well, let, let me say that on a side note, though, the Thunderdome really killed a lot of things for mm. scripts. Facts, and thank God that's gone. Maybe it'll get better in time with live crowds now, but. I will say this, it I think that some of it was off script, not entirely, because you gotta hit points. And number two, I've seen better promos. And that's all I'm saying. And I can go shots fired, I don't care. But I've seen much better when I you mean you know, when I hear Roman behind the mic, it's like <laughs> Yeah, that's what he was waiting for. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean I don't know. Some some of these promos, these seal promos, it's like the way they pronounce in their speech, it's like you're trying to put somebody slower to sleep than than a overdose of melatonin, dude. You gotta put some <laughs> you gotta put some emphasis and some excitement into your promos. You gotta make people feel something. For me, wasn't doing it. Yeah, you can do that or you can take it to the extreme. Have you guys seen the dude that comes out with Nakamura oh, and does the <laughs> Yeah, Rick Boogs. Ah! What a dumbass. <laughs> what a dumbass. Dude, him and Riddle are my two favorite things on Raw right now. Man. Bro, very, very good. So, 
since we've got a couple of minutes left before the break, let's go ahead and dive knee deep into the SummerSlam slash double or nothing conversation. So from the raw side of the roster, and Joey, I know you could probably pull this up from the messenger. Why don't you run down the matches from raw for SummerSlam and Dave, uh, I should say Ruby, myself, and you can talk about what we think is the most appealing match on each brand for SummerSlam. Right. Do you have that in I front do, of you? I do. So go ahead, buddy. For Monday night for football, we've got Goldberg against Bobby Lashley. We've got Nikki Ash, Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte Flair. We've got um, Sheamus against Damian Priest, Drew McIntyre against Jinder Mahal, and uh, Eva Marie against Alexa Bliss, and AJ and Omos against RK Bro. All right, so Ruby, disclaimer, back in the day when I was in grade school and I didn't study, I would always go with my gut. And whenever I went against my gut, I always Lush. did worse yep. than when I did just go with my gut. So what does your gut tell you is the match that would make you be willing to watch? Or is any of that tickling your pickle and moving the needle enough for you to say, hey, I really want to see that match? And if not, why? Okay. Well, the match that I think will kind of outstand on the raw on the raw side, honestly, will be McIntyre Mahal. I think so. Okay. Reason why? It, I really think Drew is a great worker, and uh, with uh, Gender having that belt, also being a former WWE champion as well, there's a reason why he is on there. I mean, Gender can work if they let these guys be creative in the ring and do what they want to do. These guys can actually put on a uh, at least a, probably I would say a solid four star match but I think from the raw side I think that's going to be the best one out of that all right well same question to you Joey you read the matches off are there any matches on there that really pique your interest and say from a raw perspective this makes SummerSlam watchable to me hmm I'm going to say this and you probably going to kill me because I am excited to see the triple threat match. Nikki Ash, Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte Flair, just so that I can see Nikki Ash beat Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, and so that you can eat your words, and Nikki <laughs> Ash is not Nikki Trash. <laughs> now, <laughs> yes, those are my words. Uh, and Sunny Money Mayo coming in with the... Uh, with the strong take here, he says he's interested in Goldberg and Lashley. I almost wish we could have him back on to tell us why. Because I think out of all the matches, that's the one that I'm least right. intrigued in. Right. All right. Now, remind me, is Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, that's SmackDown, Smackdown right? Yes. Right. So which of the two women's title matches would you choose if you could only have one, Joey? That's a, which of the, that's the, a the two? Oh, absolutely. Uh, 
uh, Sasha and uh, Bianca. I, I think that Bianca Belair is one of the best women wrestlers that WWE has right now. She's fantastic, right? Okay, so we're not completely on opposite ends of this because I think that that match probably would be more entertaining than the Nikki Ash match. So for me, it's definitely RK-Bro versus almost an AJ. And let me tell you why. Every box that I like to check off for matches that I think are highly entertaining are checked off. Number one, highly talented competitors. Number two, a good combination of both young and old talent. Number three, there is without question an entertainment value to both tag teams because you're kind of starting to wonder when almost is going to have enough of being a boss around by AJ. And then you've got the dynamic with Randy and Riddle. So, and it's somewhat unpredictable as a guy who's got to make picks for the fantasy group. I really don't know who I'm going to go with. And I hate matches that I kind of have a pretty good idea of who's going to win. So all the boxes are checked off for me when it comes to that match from the raw perspective. Ruby, am I totally off base here or what, what do you think? No, I mean, I don't think you're off base. It's just, uh, I mean, for the tag, I mean, that raw tag team title match is not, it definitely should be decent. It's just I'm, I'm not sure how much you can work with with Omos. Um, you know, we we talk with Randy or we talk with Riddle. I mean, obviously, I mean, you got three of those four guys that are that will work that will put a match over on a broom. You know, but but Omos, I'm just not really so sure of his much in ring talent, and um, I think a lot of that match is going to be worked by AJ. To be honest. So it's going to be interesting how that match goes, and it's going, be, it's going to be interesting. Will Randy see the light and carry on through, or will he just turn on Riddle again? So That's true. Quite interesting indeed. All right, so let's jump over, um, and we'll hit this rather quickly before we go to break. The SmackDown card. Joey, give us the SmackDown card for SummerSlam, and we'll kind of go around and do the same thing and see um, what matches are the most intriguing, because I think the best ones for SummerSlam are definitely coming out of the SmackDown. Oh, yeah. But that's just my opinion, generally so speaking. You got, what do you got? Uh, you got Roman Reigns against John Cena. You got Belair against Sasha Banks. You've got Jimmy and Jay Uso against Rey Mysterio and Dominique Mysterio. Um, and, that's, and you got Edge against Seth Rollins. That's it for SmackDown. Okay, all those matches sound fire to me, but I'm going to let you take the lead on it, Joey. Which match is the most intriguing to you and why? The match that's most intriguing to me is Roman Reigns against John Cena. And the reason why is because are they going to let John Cena get that 17th uh, uh, title and surpass Ric Flair? We know that Ric Flair and the WWE are not on good terms, and you know that uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon is petty as hell. And that's something that he would definitely do. Because he, he did it to Punk. He would definitely have... He did it to Punk. He would definitely have John Cena beat him. Because this, this see, Vince McMahon is the same guy that had Nikki Bella 
have the women's championship for AJ. over a year just because he was pissed off at AJ Lee. <laughs> so, well, and he did the same thing to CM Punk with the Brock Lesnar thing. Right? He let a part-timer beat the 334-day record. I think it's ridiculous. Ruby, your thoughts, bro. You heard the lineup. You heard the card. Which one's got you the most excited? Um... I think the most intriguing match out of the SmackDown brand, Edge versus Rollins. Mm, that's out. a good one, too. Uh, Edge has really proven himself after coming back from injury. Rollins, I mean, is, some people may not like the way he presents himself. He comes off as a douche. But, hey, that's the way that you do when you're a heel. And um, Edge and Rollins will tear it up in that ring. I'm pretty sure. You let these guys, like I say, you let these guys – do what they want in the ring, and uh, they can put on. De- it's going to be a better four between four. I would say four and a half star match if uh, I would predict between Edge and Rollins. Okay, well here's where I get heat because the match that I'm most excited about and most intrigued by is a match that Joey didn't even mention. Nick, I'm sorry, Alexa Bliss. Versus Eva Marie. That's Raw. Is it? Yeah. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> and I did mention that. Sorry. Brain fart. Brain fart. Well, uh, let me let me hit that one real quick then, because I I wanted to get it off. None of us have seen Eva Marie wrestle. She's pinned herself into a corner by slapping Dewdrop twice. Do you guys think she can actually wrestle now? Because I think that's the biggest question mark in all of women's wrestling right now. Can she actually wrestle? She's been back for months and still has not had a professional wrestling match. Do you think, and this is why I think it's so intriguing, I'll give you guys my SmackDown one in just a second. Do you expect to see her actually working a professional wrestling match? And how do you guys think she'll do? Because I'm very intrigued by that. She doesn't need to wrestle. Right now, she doesn't need to wrestle. She's getting insane amounts of heat without even wrestling. And she's she's wrestled in, I think she was in like a six-man match once. But But she didn't do anything. She just, Dewdrop would go in and do stuff for her. Yeah. It's it's, it's part of her, 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 her gimmick, so... You know, Man, I want that gimmick. What about you, Ruby? You want to be a top guy and never have to actually step in the ring? Well, I would rather be a top guy that's proved myself and not step in the ring again. But what has even Marie done <laughs> other than couldn't carry herself in an NXT women's title match in some, several years back? So I don't know. I, I still don't understand why WWE signed her. I don't. It just kind of makes sense of what they're booking her with. But I understand that they got to give Alexa Bliss some meat. And uh, you know, it's a uh, hold on a second. Don't, okay, yeah, I, I was uh, lighting up my knuckle here because I said that magic word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but at least uh, they're giving Bliss some, you know, some something to work with. And um, but I'm I, honestly I'm not intrigued by this match at all because I don't think Eva's really gonna do that well of a job. I'm I'll just praying to God some... that she actually wrestles, bro. Imagine if she comes out and pulls a Ronda Rousey. 
that will be the conversation of the weekend because nobody expects her I will to be sign my wrestling. mortgage away. <laughs> you know, oh, really? <laughs> I guess I'm going to come out with knuckles and fists. Like, Rousey, come on. Dude, dude, but imagine anything is possible. Okay, so as far as SmackDown goes, to me, it's pretty simple. It's Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, two women without a doubt in their prime, one who helped usher in the women's revolution in pro wrestling. And now the woman who seems to be the one that is poised to take that baton forward for the next 10 years in professional wrestling. I wonder, though, because um, Sasha Banks has had a pretty checkered history in big pay-per-views. She always seems to lose at big pay-per-views. She can't seem to retain championships for very long at big pay-per-views and clearly from an athletic and a storyline standpoint these girls are doing probably as good as you can do um going into a SummerSlam as far as like the history that they have the personal beef of it you know you're kind of in my spot we've got a lot of similarities or whatever so I think without a shadow of a doubt the women's match between Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair is the most much watch intriguing match for the SmackDown brand come SummerSlam 2021. So all that said, gentlemen, let's come on uh, together once again. Is there anything else about SummerSlam? Uh, Cause I know we'll talk a little bit more AEW in the second hour that you guys are happy about. I know for me, it's the fact that we're going to have a live crowd. That's probably the biggest thing, Ruby, you kind of alluded to earlier about the Thunderdome. But just the fact that we're going to have people in the building, being rowdy, making noise, no matter what matches are out there. That's right. You are the shiznit. <laughs> no matter who's out there, what matches are booked, the fact that we finally got a big four pay-per-view with a capacity crowd just makes me that much more excited. Go ahead, Ruby. What do you think? What else has got you excited about SummerSlam before we close this out? Um, I would say more only the crowd. I mean, it's going to be down to Vegas. Vegas is going to be popping, and um, I, I really think that um, the crowd's going to really make make a break of how this pay per view and how people who are watching across Peacock, which hopefully, by the way, Peacock, hopefully you have your streaming capability straightened out for this one because there's going to be a lot more people watching just by the way and uh so peacock you got one job don't screw it up and um <laughs> so hopefully this crowd will get everybody uh excited here and um you know i'm actually intrigued by uh you know kind of with cena and well i mean i'm, I'm gonna see how long goldberg can go without guessing I'm gonna <laughs> guess about two minutes. that one bro what's the over under on the goldberg match what do you think is it like two and a half minutes three minutes uh, I think I I think five, Joey. What'd you say? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give a four and a half. Four and a half <laughs> minutes. So you're taking the over. What are you doing, Joey? You taking the over on four minutes? Okay, let's get you back unmuted, Joey. I think you're muted, buddy. Five minutes. No, it's not going over five minutes. I think you got yourself muted, but I can lip read pretty well. <laughs> Yes, five minutes maximum. 
Five minutes max. So you're taking the over on four yes. minutes. Okay, got you. I am actually taking the over as well because I think Bobby Lashley is that damn good. I think he can carry Goldberg through about eight, seven to nine is what I'm guessing, honestly speaking. Well, anyway, before we go, um, we want to have you, Ruby, because you didn't do this last time you came on, is join us for tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk podcast shoot and shout segment where we all get 30 to 45 seconds to go off about something that just might be pissing us off or bothering us. Are you game? Oh, you know I'm game, brother. Yeah, baby. Joey, you got to shoot and shout Oh, tonight? yeah, I do. I'm- all right, baby. And guess what? We got new music for the shoot and shout segment. Hopefully you guys dig it. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get into it for episode 359 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast, the world famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment. Hit that music. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify it. No human contact. If you interact, life's on track. Your best bets to stay away. The wee gets me every time. All right, Joey, what you got, baby? Get it off your chest, Dad. My shooting shout has to do with what happened to me this past weekend. I was in a wrestling match as a referee, and the wrestlers put their hands on me. They picked me up. They slammed me down into the mat. And do you think that the fans cared about Nightmare Jones? No. The fans cheered. The fans laughed at me. The fans thought it was hilarious. Not a single wrestler came out and helped me. I'm laying there dead in the ring because I, I and nobody seemed to care about Nightmare Jones. Oh. Nobody. <laughs> and guess what, guys? We actually have footage which we will play right after oh, the break. Great. So make sure you guys so keep it locked great. in. So the Wrestle Talk Podcast, Ruby, you're going to want to stick around great. for this. All right, Ruby, what do you got for us, baby? What's on your chest? What do you need to let the people know? Hey, man, it's actually not about wrestling. It's okay. about everyday life. It's about how we're living today and how you travel. Fellas, women, whatever. If you are a driver and you drive in your car, for God's sakes, do not get in your car, roll up your windows, and put on your mask before you start your car if you're by yourself or with somebody else. Please. There's no type of particles that have been in your car that's going to affect you with the vid and get you sick, okay? If you walk to your car without a mask and then put it in after you shut your door with your windows up, what sense does it make? Are you a TTD? Stop doing that. A lot of hypocrisy out there. And guess what? You guys... Are you guys seeing this comment? My man Vincent Vega said, are there two Joe Lances on oh, WrestleTalk man. Am I seeing double? <laughs> you guys do look alike. Got Joe, it. Joe, take off your glasses, bro. Please, please. Let's see if we can get you. <laughs> and he's got your color on, Dave. Oh, He's got God. your color on. The lime green, son. <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh, don't hate man, bald people, Vega. Don't hate the baldies. Yeah, this dude's got all kinds of hair, braids, and stuff. He's a real asshole. <laughs> Which, by the way, we're playing his song, Triple H, off his new album, The Hottest in the City, Time, and Space, the one and only Vince Sanity, baby. is going to be our break song. So you guys want to hear my shoot and shout for this week. It's hard for me to have one because you guys know I'm coming off COVID, and um, I was very sick. My wife was very sick. My kids were sick. Everybody's fine now. So I'm really happy and excited. But here's the one thing that really seems to be bothering me right now, and it's uh, really simple. Why is it, why, oh, why is it that we as humanity can never be satisfied? I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. AEW is digging themselves a hole. And here's why I say that. And this is how it relates to my shooting shout. You have developed an expectation that every couple of weeks, you're going to have some new former rock star, big time superstar show up. Let's go down the list, shall we? Recently, the talk has about, been about CM Punk. And just before that, it was about uh, Christian Cage. And right after that, it was Andrade. And right before that, it was somebody else and somebody else. So I've gotten to the point where I'm kind of frustrated now with the AEW fan base. Are you just not going to be happy unless... Hulk Hogan, and then Nash, and then Scott Hall, and then Sting, and then every single effing person who's ever been on wrestling television makes an appearance at some point? Or can we stop and look at the greatness that you already have? You got Jungle Boy. You got MJF. You got Darby Allin. And y'all are talking about a guy that might not even show up? CM Punk? Who is there's no way he's gonna be a better wrestler now than when he left seven years ago. Stop being a malcontent and discontent with everything. Joey Ruby, it makes me so frustrated because these guys have so much amazing talent that don't ever really seem to make the headlines. Why? Because the AEW fan base is obsessed with knowing who's next. You got Brian Cage. Blowing in the wind. You got guys like Max Caster who have some real presence that are getting suspended over bullshit. It just drives me nuts. Now, I will say that as frustrated as it makes me, on the other side of that coin, we have like the Fuego del Sol thing that happened, which I don't know if you guys saw that on Rampage, but without a doubt, it was the highlight of the night. Sammy Guevara came out, gave the kid a contract after he lost to God's favorite champion, Miro. If they do more shit like that and less shit like what AAA did with Ric Flair and Andrade, I think, I truly think that AEW is going to have some staying power and they're going to have staying power not based on all the ex-famous guys that they bring on. Because now they even got Mark Henry on commentary. They got Taz on commentary. Oh, my gosh. It's like four-man commentary team. The big show. Develop and grow around. The big show. 
Grow your show around the upcoming talent. Sprinkle in the legends, not vice versa. That's my shoot and shout. You know why? Because I said so, damn it. Ruby, Jonesy, awesome, great hour of the show. Rick, again, congratulations on your Hall of Fame induction, man. We could not be happier to be supporters of False Count Everywhere. Before you go, though, I know we teased it earlier. Who do you got booked for your upcoming show? Because I know that this man is a loyal and longtime friend of mine and also a longtime member of the WrestleTalk fan. Right, yeah. So uh, this Thursday, we've got uh, the one and only from around the Kansas area. we got Johnny Rocco, who will be our uh, guest. And, of course, we go live at 8 o'clock uh, Central Time. This coming Thursday night will be myself and Mr. GQ uh, hosting the, the festivities. And um, like I said, false count everywhere uh, is where you need to find us either here on Facebook uh, where we'll stream, stream Facebook Live, we'll stream YouTube, uh, face, uh, false count everywhere, and then also the same on Twitch. So all three feeds will be going at the same time on Thursday night. So you can't, there will be a way to see us. Indeed. And Hardcore Hoss said, Steve Austin is all elite. (laughs) With that, thanks a lot, brother. We'll catch you guys in the second hour. And make sure you stay tuned to watch Nightmare Jones get his ass whooped on video right here live on the WrestleTalk podcast. You guys do not want to miss it. For now, though, we are going to throw to our boy, Vince Sanity, the one and only, the hottest in the city, time and space, with his smash hit off of his most recent album, Triple H.
We are back, ladies and gentlemen, for our number two of the Wrestle Talk podcast, episode 359. Nightmare Jones, what'd you think about that, Triple H? It was good stuff. Good stuff. H, I like that. Sorry about the volume, guys. We're still kind of working through some technical stuff. <laughs> All right, bro. So. We had a good time in the first hour. Yes, we did. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the captain in the house. Captain. Love you, bro. God bless you. Captain is here. Captain Devin James. Um, extraordinary first hour. Lots of people that wanted to come on that we weren't able to bring on. But listen, the second hour is also wide open. So, JP, my man, Hardcore Hoss, why don't you come on here one more time and tell the folks how they can be a part of episode 359 tonight. Yeah, just drop a message there in the comments, or you can message myself, you know, under John Haas, and uh, we'd be glad to shoot you the link and bring you on and uh, let you talk a little wrestling with us. All right, so serious question, though. That isn't breaking news, right? Stone Cold is not all elite, right? Like you said earlier. No, I, I haven't heard that. <sighs> okay, because because the people the people come to the Wrestle Talk podcast for reliable news and information. I just want to make sure we weren't misleading that all the K-fabe news. <laughs> Kfabenews.com. That is the one and only source for news on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Again, guys. If you want to come on the show and talk pro wrestling with us, um, hit up our guy, Hardcore Haas, on Twitter. Uh, that's John Lickey or John Haas on Facebook. Or you can just comment on the thread and say, bring me on, and we will shoot you the link and have you come on to the show. That's right. Right, Haas? That's it. That's right. No, no, no. That's the one. There you go. That's right. That's right. All right, bro. We'll, we'll put you back in the DJ booth, and we'll catch you in a few minutes, all right? All right? Sweet. Joey, 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 been a great show so far. You have a favorite moment thus far on tonight's show? Um, Basically just going over the uh, Raw and SmackDown uh, matches for SummerSlam and getting everybody's uh, thoughts of what, the, what matches that they were excited, what matches that they weren't excited about, you know. Well, you know what? I got to say, as much as I love Sonny Money joining us, it's not often that we get to bring a Hall of Famer on. And the fact that Ruby was able to join us off the heels of his Hall of Fame induction, I thought was real special. Uh, he came with his own drops, bro. So you already know I'm digging <laughs> that. So shout out to both Sonny and Ruby for coming on and making that a wonderful first hour of the show. Uh, before we move on to all the stuff we're doing in the second hour, Joey, we got this comment from the one and only Big T of Heart of the Hustle Clothing. Shout out to him. Uh, shout out to his clothing line and his brand. You see the comment 
Are you in agreement with what Big T is saying that Charlotte is inevitably going to end up I in AEW, or is she just too valuable I think that to let Charlotte go? is very unhappy in WWE right now. She's unhappy with the way she's being booked. Ric Flair was unhappy, so it would not surprise me. My problem is this. WWE knows what they're doing. They know that by releasing these big names that AEW is going to pick them up. The problem is, is that the more big names that AEW picks up, that's the less people they're going to be able to use for their shows. For instance, Orange Cassidy. Haven't really seen much from There's another one. Haven't really seen much from Orange Cassidy recently. Like, he's just been walking around and stuff. But, you know, I mean, first it was, you know, the big show, then Mark Henry, then Andrade. But it's not the first time that AEW has teased a big name for it to only be Leo Rush. <laughs> to only wrestle one match. Hey, who are we talking about? I mean, you know, they, 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 they've been, you know, everybody's talking about CM Punk showing up. It's not the first time that AEW has said that there was going to be a big name show up and there was somebody like Leo Rush that showed up. Ah, and we love Leo Rush. Uh, we were scheduled to have him on the show and he wasn't able to make it. But, yeah, that's not necessarily the big splash that I think a lot of people were anticipating. So, they are starting to become known as kind of like with the bait and switch stuff. So hopefully they can stop doing that because fans eventually are going to grow tired of it. And um, again, I just don't think they can keep up the pace, bro. From Big Show to Mark Henry to Sting to Kristen Cage to like every week, Nick F Gage. It's like they got to do it every week to keep the fans satisfied. And eventually you're going to, like, run right. out of big names to bring in. Like, again, I forgot one. Darby Allen, um, um, Sammy Guevara, Orange Cassidy, right. MJF. You can't continue to overshadow the guys that are going to be the future of your promotion, in my opinion. And shout out, now, shout out to Monty Shaft. What's up, baby? What's up? Oh, dude, Shaft, yeah, legend in legend. the Midwest, man, checking in on the show as well. What an honor to have guys like that checking us out. Um, Now, we have a pretty spectacular final 45 minutes of the show. But before we get into that, Joey, we've got something for you. (laughs) All right, so you were bragging about it early on. You kind of brought this on yourself. You had a little bit of a rough weekend. So maybe we can tack. Um, Andre Suarez and a couple of the other guys from the East Coast right now so that they can make sure to watch this. I don't want to be Because this, this is gold. <laughs> Joey, but listen, just go grab some Bengay, roll up a fatty, and you'll be all right. Better yet, you should be drinking a cold beer out of your WrestleTalk pod, podcast mug, guaranteed to make any drink taste 17.5% better. Again, guys, 20 bucks. Without the uh, inscription, five more bucks. We put your name on it, plus shipping. These are bar quality mugs, okay? This thing is not going to wear out and fade like a T-shirt. It's legitimately going to last you a lifetime unless you're a clumsy knucklehead, 
okay? Make sure you guys go over to WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash merch booth for your opportunity to grab the mugs. And by the way, I finally given in everybody, Skywalker, Maestro, Dick Douglas, Jonesy, Hoss, they're all like, damn it, we need shirts. So I finally given in. We're going to be doing shirts. Hanes, high-quality shirts with a printout that's not going to fade on you after a couple of washes. Guaranteed to be a high-quality shirt, just like the ones that you see me and Joe wearing every once in a while. Okay? Now, all that out of the way, we're going to bring back Hardcore Hoss because it's about that time. Hoss, why don't you preface the video and then put it up so we can watch it and enjoy this together as I grab my invisible bag of popcorn and my cold beer. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, you know, every time Joey gets in the ring, he is just booed out of the place. And, you know, people have wanted to see Joey get his for a while. And in this clip... Uh, you won't get to see a whole lot of it, but Joey, Joey just wasn't letting the guys go at it. He wasn't letting them fight, and you, you'll see that they just finally have you enough of it. Do you know why? Uh, it's not your turn yet. It's not your turn yet. Let him preface the video, Jones. Calm down. You will get your turn in court. Well, we promise. You, as I was saying, you you will see that even the wrestlers get tired of it. And even the commissioner, Gavin Jackson himself. Shout out to Gavin Jackson. You know, even he says, and you'll probably hear it, where he says that normally he would go in and stop it, but even he feels that, you know, Joey kind of overstepped his bounds a little bit. So, Mm. and and you'll get to see Does this have anything to do with what happened a couple of weeks ago, Jones? Where you overruled the senior officials' ruling? No. Does this have anything to do nope. with that? Nope. It has nothing to do with it. It has. So you don't think that that heat has carried oh, over no. to this no, situation? No. See, it, it's it's it, it's the, the the entire reasoning as to why I did what I did was because the fans boo me. So I, as Nightmare Jones, decided. I'm going to give them a reason to boo me. And I did. Wow. And I so did. you're admitting I gave that them, you did this on purpose. I gave them a reason to boo me. I slow counted. Wow. I broke up the match. Every time that they would try, every time that they would throw lefts and rights, I'd get in there and I would break up the match. You had a guy in the corner throwing knees. I stopped him. Had him break up. Had a guy, he was getting ready to go running into the corner. I stopped him. Oh, yeah. I did it just to give them a reason to boo me. There you go. He he claimed he had stuff in his eye. He claimed it was too hot in there. Yeah. It was the wind. Okay, got you. Everything under the sun. And as you guys can see, the members of the WrestleTalk family are hyped for this. Rough Cut is hanging out just to watch this clip. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and play it. Hardcore Hoss for the loyal members of the WrestleTalk family. And for the record... This is the first time that yours truly, the Night Owl, is seeing oh, the clip. So you're going to get a genuine reaction. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's do it, baby. Uh, JP's working on getting the share done. It might be his first time sharing. 
By the way, thank you guys for being patient with us. I know my voice still sounds weird. I did everything I could during the live hey, broadcast to fix problem? it. I, I don't know. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay, here we go. That's what he's saying. So he's arguing with the wrestler. You better okay. uh, wipe that spark off his face. Joe, Joe looks like it's you know fun time out there. It's not. This is a, this is a big deal for Demar. I know here at W, we need serious. Demarcus Kane was getting. Okay, of course I'm muted like an idiot. John, do you have that link so I can play it on my end? Because it's freezing really bad right now. Do you have the link by chance? Okay, and it looks like Hoss is currently frozen. That's great. Very nice. <laughs> Joe, you want us walk us through what's going on at this point um, in the broadcast? Uh, you saw it. You're in between two very, very big and dangerous guys. So you care to tell us exactly what's going on in that last image we saw? Yeah, you know, like 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 I said, I was doing okay. exactly oops, maybe I'm I was doing exactly what I was going to do. What I said that that I did. And, you know, it's just it is what it is, you know. Okay, hold on. So in that video, you were like separating the guys and you were like like pulling your shirt saying, I'm the ref, I'm the ref. What exactly was going on in that moment? Like I said, I was doing the entire match. That's what, what I was doing. Every time that they would throw lefts and rights, I would get in the middle of them and I would break them up. Every single time. And the thing about it is that people were excited about this match. People were we're excited about these two guys going, and here I come in there, and I completely ruined it by giving them a reason to be me. Okay, and I have it on good authority from someone that was there that you kept interrupting in a non-referee capacity. Is that true? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Joe, come on. <laughs> All right, so I got the video. Uh, JP will bring you on again. Um, time step 57 30 something. So we'll start it at 57. It's 57 47. Uh, That's like the start of the match. Okay. 57. Okay. And how far into the match is that spot? Um, probably if you do like 57, if you do like 58, that should be 59. That, that should be close enough to it. Okay. Gotcha. Perfect. Perfect. So, let me go ahead and share. Sorry, guys, for some of the technical issues. We're just trying to get you this info. Here we go. So, and we'll leave the audio off so you can narrate through this, okay? And there it is. We'll bring uh, the one and only Hardcore Hoss so, of along course, with us to the So, screen. here's Joe Marcus Kane. You know, he's coming into the ring. And, you know, okay. I've already checked Zach. So, I got to check Check the, the, the Marcus Kane, and I'm trying to, to check him, and he's 
hold up, hold up. Let me take off my my stuff. And I'm like, you know, come that on. That is a big dude. It's a big dude. I'm like, come on, guys. Come on, come on. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting, you know. Demarcus Wait, actually mm-hmm. asked him, did he want to take off his pants for him because he was he in did. such a hurry? He did. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, no. And see, Zach, he's he's getting ready for it, you know. Uh, Why do you uh, seem to be paying so much more attention to Demarcus than you I'm, are to Zach? I'm trying to check him. I've already checked Zach. As a referee, you're supposed to check your opponents. So therefore I have to check Demarcus and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. And he's taking his sweet love and time taking the stuff off. I mean the man's trying to make an appropriate entrance. He's trying to prepare for combat. Who are you to hurry him along? It is what it is. All right, I mean fair enough. All right, so let's let's jump ahead slightly here. Uh, to the moment of the incident, Joey. How much further do you want us to jump ahead here? Another minute, two minutes? Uh, y'all might just stay right here. See, look, I step in front of him. No, no, you know, you got Because, you know, he, he, he's in the corner. He's got to get him out of the corner. As a referee, you got to get him out of the corner. So they're, they're going back so, and forth. So if you were in a sting, if you were refereeing a sting match, the stinger splash would not be allowed. No, Is that what I'm understanding? You got to get him out of the corner. See, the throwing some some punches. I allowed that to happen. Hit him with the L drop. I allowed that to happen. I go for the cover. One. Uh, something in my eye. I, I, something was just in in my eye. What? Something was in my eye. Something is in your something eyes. In my, why, why don't you have goggles on, like Horace Gray? Something yeah, was maybe, in my eye, man. Maybe if you were wearing your glasses, you wouldn't have got something in your eye. Something. Joe, I think you wear glasses all the time. Why are you not wearing glasses? Something was because I don't need glasses when I'm refereeing. Hits him with, with okay, the suplex. With the suplex, okay. Here, right. He goes for the for the for the cover. You know, uh, one. Two. It's 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 a hot. Oh, I could have drank a bottle of Hennessy in the time that it took you to count from number one to number it's two. It's hot, man. It, it's hot. It's I hot? had sweat. I had sweat was in so my eyes. So there's something in your yeah, eyes, man. It's hot. It was hot. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? It's absolutely hot. It was absolutely. Dude, whatever happens to you after this point, I don't care what it is. It is a hundred percent warranted. See, they're going back and forth, you know. I'm, I break it up, you know, because you know people don't want to see that. They they want to see a wrestling match. They don't want to see them go. They, they go back and forth again. So I got to do what I got to do. So I got to break them up again because you know they don't want to see that. They want to see wrestling Those moves. Those guys want to kick your ass. They want to <laughs> see wrestling moves. I'm telling you. Look, they're going at it again. You know, haven't seen not a single wrestling move. No suplexes, nothing. So I got to do what I got to do. I got to I break it up again, you know, because the fans don't want to see that. The fans want to see a wrestling match. Oh, my gosh. And the fans are agreeing with you, saying that this isn't boxing. Oh, my there, gosh. You've got to be kidding me. The two chokes, you know, they, they break it up. They start fighting again. I'm like, you know, I break it up. This time I'm getting mad, so I push this dude. I push this dude. I'm like, look, I'm like, I'm telling you, this is what, you know, they don't want to see this. They want to <laughs> see a fight. They want to see wrestling. And. <laughs> oh, they got your ass. 
<laughs> they ain't done yet, though. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Joey, damn. Yeah. You got knocked the fuck out. I got, I got hit. <laughs> And you would think that that would be it, but no, no, they, they, they grabbed me, they picked me up. <laughs> Gosh, that was hard. Oh, you Wait keep minute. playing, keep playing. No, bro, I gotta see that one more time. Hold on. <laughs> see, now oh, you gotta, that- you gotta play the audio. You have to play the audio now because you gotta hear the audience. Oh yeah, he got the loudest pop of the night. Okay, hold on a second. I, I don't. I'm not sure I can throw to the uh, the audio just now. All right, let's try it again real quick. Sorry, guys, we're trying to get the hang of this thing. This is so good. All right, so I think we have. I think audio we now. have audio now. They're not finished. They're not finished. Come on, this isn't even a real performer. This. Is a, what's this? This is a double choke slam. Oh! Whoa! Wow! You know what? Normally, I would go in there and I would say something. Normally, I would stop this, you know. (laughs) That was hilarious. Are you kidding me? And the fans are loving this. But don't stop it because they're not done humiliating Joey yet. That is a full house. In the ref. You know, we need a winner out here. Might as well pin the ref. All right, we'll go one, <laughs> two, three. You see, you see, you see, you you count to three. A new ref here. Yeah. a great pin. No doubt about it. <laughs> Sometimes here at WDWA, we just want to have a little bit of fun. That was excellent. Hold up. Let's see this. Let's see this right here. We can get another pin on him. <laughs> Two losses for Mr. Joe Lance. Losing streak. <laughs> Joe, you're only two. You come here ready to perform, you know. Love to see it. Oh, All right. My, oh, my gosh. All right. Well, that was freaking glorious. Incredible. And, and I will say, Joe, you absolutely remind me of that referee in Little Nicky. You remember little Nikki with Adam Sandler when they go to the Globetrotters game? Yes. And the referee is screwing everything up and screwing the Globetrotters? That's you. And we all know what happened to that referee at the end of the movie, bro. You had it coming. You had it coming. You know, he only had himself to blame. <laughs> Joe, Joe the jobber. <laughs> the messages are coming in. <laughs> Jobbing Joe oh Lance. <laughs> Jobbing Joe Lance. <laughs> oh my gosh. Joe, in all seriousness, bro, what makes you willing to do stuff like that? Do you just Why? love pro wrestling that I much? I love pro wrestling. You're willing to do whatever I, I it takes to put pro on a wrestling show. And you know, I'm I'm willing to do whatever that it 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 it, it takes. And you know, I I did legitimately hurt my ribs in that match because you know, I you you got to think you know somebody's two hundred and ten pounds getting lifted up into the air and then slammed back down. You know, it's it, 
there, there's no way to to land easily. But you know, it was totally worth it. The, the fans' uh, reaction was totally worth it. So you know, it's just it's 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 what I love to do, man. Well, Joe, you're being compared to some legends. I'm getting uh, little Nikki referee comparisons. We're getting Barry Horowitz comparisons. And my personal favorite, the Repo Man comparisons. (laughs) Well, listen, I love the fact that you're so willing to give of yourself for the sake of entertainment, bro. Thank you for everything you do. And uh, you've always been such a great sport, whether it's here on the Wrestle Talk podcast or in the FWWC doing the fantasy stuff. John, you were there. Talk to us just real quick before we move on about the kind of reaction because we kind of saw it and heard it on video. But how did it feel to be in the building, man? Was that like the moment of the night? Because that was pretty damn incredible. Yes, that was truly the moment of the night. Like I say, he got the biggest pop. He got bigger pops than the actual wrestlers got by doing that. And, you know, the roof was just blown off the place. And uh, they they really, the fans really loved watching that. You know, so, you know, as a fan, thank you for putting yourself on the line, Joe, to entertain us. And uh, <laughs> it, it, it was a good time. It really was. Oh, my gosh. So, another thought from um, Rough Cut Rick Ruby here. Before we close it, I says, remember the old school arcade game, Arch Rivals? Joe looks like that official. I don't know how old you guys are to remember Arch Rivals, but apparently Joe looks just like the official. We're going to have to look that up. I see you guys already typing and trying to look it up. <laughs> but wouldn't that make right, Rick now, Ruby look like that official as well? Yeah, according to, uh, <laughs> twins, twins. Oh my goodness. There we go. And one last thought here from Sunny Money, the essence of pro wrestling entertainment. Good job, Joe Lance. Bravo, sir. Bravo. So, you know, we'll go ahead and give you that. Mm. Wrestle Talk Podcast applause. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, Rick Ruby defending himself, saying he's not that short. <laughs> Ruby's well over six feet tall, so there's at least that. But on camera, in a chair, you guys do look the same a little bit. I got I to gotta tell the truth. <laughs> All right, so now we got a little bit of time left. We are still open to having anybody who wants to come on and talk wrestling with us. But we're going to have a little bit of fun for these last – 15, 20 minutes of the show. John, are you kind of orchestrating this? Is it just me and Joey going back and forth? How are we going to do this? Because Skywalker put together a little bit of a of a fun grading system for us based on some of the different talent and some of the best promotions in the world today. So are you going to kind of be narrating that for us and letting us make our choices, or how are we doing it? Um. I really wasn't told anything, so as far as I knew, it was okay. just the two of you. Okay, well, we'll until go the ahead game and do show that challenge then. comes up, and then I get to uh, play the host tonight. So, okay, well, Jonesy, pull up that list. John, we'll see you in a few minutes once we roll around to the uh, the game show challenge. How about that? That'll work. All right, buddy, let's do it. All right, Jonesy, 
Go ahead and pull up the list, and I'll try to explain to everybody what we're doing here. So, Luke Skywalker Roberts, uh, our program director, came up with something fun that he thought we should do. And he wants me and Joey, based on our fanhood and our experience in pro wrestling, to simply rate many different wrestlers on this list. We can just give our grade or we can give our grade and elaborate. For the sake of time, I think we're just going to try to get through the majority of the list and then stop where we feel like we need to stop and explain ourselves. Joey, I know you've got an extensive list, superstars from WWE, yes. Impact, AEW, and what else? Ring of Honor. And Ring of Honor. So, without further ado, there is a reason um, that today's episode, I think it's called Making the Grade, or what was the name of the today's episode? Grade John, school. Can you remind us real grade quick? School. Grade school. Gr- grade school. Perfect. All right. So, grade school is the, uh, the name of today's episode. This is why, because we're going to just give our grades based on a one to five measuring system. Do you want to tell the folks a little bit about how our super kick grading system works, Joe? Five super kicks means that they're absolutely amazing. One super kick means that they are absolute garbage. Now, this is based off of promos, wrestling ability, charisma, and personality. All right, I dig it. And again, there is still time for you guys to join the broadcast. If you want to join, please just shoot us a message on either Periscope, YouTube, Facebook, or you can reach out to Hardcore Hoss directly, and we will send you the link, and you can join us on the broadcast. That being said, Joey, take it away. Let's go ahead and start with Ring of Honor. And then we'll work our way up to WWE. All right. So with Ring of Honor, the first person we have is Bandino. Um, I'm going to give him three super kicks. Three super kicks for Bandino. Now, I will say that we are allowed to be honest. If we're not that familiar with the guy, you can just say, I'm not sure. Okay? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. My grade for Bandito is also a three. I love how ROH has done such a great job of developing the Latino talent from Bandito to Rush. I think they've done a really great job. But, yeah, I would give him a three, and I wish he was on a bigger stage because I think he could be higher than that given the opportunity. All right. All right. So three super kicks for Dan for uh, Bandino. Next is, so six is yeah, six is his total. Okay, make sure we're writing down. Next is Dan Housen. Dude, I'm going to give this guy four super kicks. I love Dan Housen's gimmick. He is an awesome, awesome guy. Four super kicks. I, I, I can't wait to see him on the main stage one day. Okay, so I'm not as familiar with Dan Housen. Explain to me a little bit about his gimmick and his wrestling style. He's more style. like a horror story guy. He's got, he's like a – he wears a cape. He wears face paint. Uh like Darby Allen, sort of like Darby Allenish, but like more of like a comedian Darby, a comedian Darby Allen. You should more definitely fun. look him up. Definitely look him up. Okay, and I'm gonna pass on grading because I'm not that familiar. What did you give him? I gave him four, four super kicks. Four super kicks, awesome. And guess what, Joey? My dreams have come true. We actually have 
the money man, the one and only Sonny Money back with us. And I think he's going to play this game alongside. Mayo, I can see you down there on my little camera. Give me a thumbs up if you're ready to join us again. Oh, too sweet. I'm okay with a too sweet. Boom. Let's go ahead and bring him on. Oh, there he is again. Ah, he's back, baby. Let's he's go. All right, you're going to do this with us. One out of five super kicks. Just give us your rating and we'll tally it. Let's go back since you're going to be joining us. So the first person was Bandito from ROH. Are you familiar? If so, give us your grade one to five. Not, not familiar. Not familiar. So I'll have to pass on that one. Uh, okay, so anyone that we're not familiar with, Joey and John, whoever's writing this down, let's just give them a two and a half by default if one of us does the best grade. So we got three graders. Okay? All right. Gotcha. So the next two and a half, three and three yes. for Bandito. Now, Danhausen, two and a half for me. Four for Joey. What about you, Sonny? Yeah, no. Two and a half. No. Right. Okay, no. who we got next? Next, EC3. Uh, I'll, I'll give him three super kicks. Uh, I, I'm going to do two. I'm not <laughs> two, two. I'm going to tell you why I'm doing two. I've never seen a better-looking guy for the sport that has – absolutely no appeal outside of his godlike appearance if the guy could talk worth a lick he'd be a main eventer in any promotion in the in the world but he just can't yep. it's sad yep. mm. i'll say two all right two for ec3 so three two and two looks like a million bucks all right yep. moving on flip gordon i'll give him two super kicks i'll give two i'll give two also on flip gordon i'm Familiar with Flip Gordon, seen about two three matches. Yeah, I'll give him two. I'm giving Flip Gordon a three and a half. If y'all have not seen Flip and some of the stuff that he's done with Shane Taylor and Rev and some of those dudes over there on ROH, you are tripping. Flip Gordon is an amazing talent, and no, he's not just an aerodynamic oh, acrobatic wrestler. He can do a lot. So make sure you guys – plus it's a bet. So I'm giving him a three and a half. Three and a half. All right, dude. There we go. All right, so because of time, we're going to go ahead and move up to Impact Wrestling. All right, so we're going to start it off with Moose. I'll give Moose four super kicks because of of how, how far Moose has gone. I'll give him four super kicks. Moose has absolutely been on fire. And by the way – Sonny, I know you can hear us, but your video froze, so exit and come back in, buddy. We'll add you right back to it. No worries. I'm going to go ahead and give Moose a three and a half. Um, I like Moose a lot, but the similarities between him and Apollo Crews' appearance, moveset, are a little bit too similar for me. And I just think Apollo does it better, especially because I do like the new Apollo Crews gimmick with the accent, which I know a lot of people absolutely hate. But if you try to forget the first half of his career and just look at what he's done since he's kind of brought on Commander Aziz, I think you guys will be very impressed. And I think it's okay that he lost to Shinsuke Nakamura because I think he'll turn around, they'll do some sort of rematch thing and be able to keep that thing going. For those who didn't know, Apollo did lose his title to Shinsuke Nakamura, um, I think just last week. So, Joey, your thoughts um, on why you're giving Moose such a high rating real quick. I'm curious. Moose has really, really, really 
stepped his his game up in in Impact Wrestling. Like really, really stepped his 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 game up. You know, he's a football player, and you know he transitioned to professional wrestling, and he's just gone full steam at it. And it wouldn't surprise me if you wouldn't see him as the Impact Champion very soon down the road. He's already been Impact Champion, hasn't he? He was. He had this gimmick that he was the old Impact Champion. Like he never beat anybody for the title. He found this freaking title, and he just started <laughs> claiming himself as the Impact, as the the true Impact uh, Champion. All right, no so doubt. who else we got? Moving forward, we've got. Matt Cardona. Woo! Man. Can I go first? Go ahead. I'm going to give my man a four. Yeah. And simply because what he's done with his career and the whole thing with Nick Gage over at GCW, like, he proved everyone wrong. He's done it twice. He was an internet backyard wrestler who his claim to fame was his ability to draw attention to himself on YouTube, earned himself a WWE contract, was with them for about 10 years, and then you thought, it's over, he's done. And dude, Cardona has been on fire from his appearance to AEW to what he did with GCW and now on Impact. I'm a big fan of him. As a matter of fact, I'm a bigger fan of him now post-WWE than I ever was of him during his WWE career. Your thoughts, Jones? Absolutely. Uh, For Super Kicks, you know, he's really, really uh, came through since, you know, his release. And, you know, he's he's shown that he's not just what they was presumed to be in the WWE. So, four Super Kicks to Matt Cardona. And last one for Impact Wrestling... You are my favorite, Jordy Ann Grace. Man, oh man, oh man. That is a woman you would not want to get into the ring with because she could literally kick your ass. Four super kicks for Jordy Ann Grace. You're going to hate me. Uh oh. I hate Jordan Grace. Really? <laughs> yeah. You don't like Jordan Just, Grace? No, no. Bro, her woke activism on social media makes my head We're not talking about explode. that. We're talking about professional. We're not talking about... Yeah, but it's a whole thing, Joey. It, it, it To me, it's all in one. When you put your shoot name on your worker Twitter account, you don't want people to separate the two. You're asking people to consider them as a person when you consider them as a wrestler. I wouldn't even put her in Tessa Blanchard's ballpark. Nowhere near uh, a Bianca. Nowhere near even a Thunder Rosa, much less a Britt Baker or a Charlotte Flair. Now, as far as her wrestling ability, she is wildly talented. One of the strongest women in professional wrestling today, and I personally would enjoy a match between her and, like, Nia Jax or maybe even Nyla Rose. That would be entertaining. But if she wasn't so busy with her bullshit on Twitter, I could focus a lot more on her ability in the ring. But, unfortunately, she's taken that away from me because I was a big China fan back in the day. 
I like the brawny chicks who can kick ass. Big mama pump, as she refers herself. But all that stuff that she does on the side is such a turnoff to me that I just can't I can't get with it, bro. So my ranking is a two. Mm. You can hate me if you want, daddy. All right. Now we're getting into the bigger leagues. AEW. Here we show. go. Now, first up, Kenny Omega. Five super kicks all day. Kenny Omega is one of the best wrestlers in wrestling right now. And the man's like, is gold whatever he touches. Five super kicks. Pa 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 pa. I'm trying to figure out how I can like weasel out of giving Kenny Omega a five, but I can't. Jim Cornette was wrong about Kenny Omega. He's not just a video game geek part-timing as a wrestler. He is a an extremely legitimate, credible, and once-in-a-generation type talent. Why? Because he can have a tear-down, all-out brawl with tables and glass tables and barbed wire boards and all this kind of shit with Moxley. And then he can, a year before, two years before, have multiple five-star matches in the traditional sense with Okada. And then he can go to Mexico and do the Lucha style and become the AAA champion without even speaking the language. I got to give Kenny Omega a five. I can't believe we're agreeing, but dude, there's no arguing about this guy's ability on the mic, in the ring, and his ability to translate to no matter what style of wrestling he happens to be asked to wrestle. The dude is phenomenal, and if he doesn't have a five from you, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Absolutely. All right. So five super kicks apiece for Kenny Omega. Next, Lance Archer. Woo! What another one. The murder hawk. The murder freaking hawk. Shout out to my boy Reggie Collins. He was absolutely destroyed by the murder hawk this past week on... <laughs> A-W-Dark. A uh, dark, yeah. yeah, dark. I saw so, that. Um, I love the Murder Hawk. I love him with Jake Roberts. Uh, but let me tell you something, man. I think that people forget that the Murder Hawk had a hell of a career before joining AEW. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, he's well respected and he's uber talented. And what I'm trying to figure out is why we haven't seen a match between him. And that big scary guy that walks around with Jungle Boy, remind me, what's his name? Luchasaurus. Ah, Luchasaurus versus the Murder Hawk. Tell me that's not money. That's money. The only reason I can't give Lance Archer a higher rating is because I don't feel like I've ever seen him on the big stage yet. So for me, I'm going to have to give him a three and a half. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Three and a half. Uh, each for Lance Archer. All right, rounding up AEW, MJF. Five super kicks. This dude is a legitimate heel inside the ring. He is a legitimate heel outside of the ring. This is a guy that 
He went to a autograph. He did an autograph, Shawnee, and he's the guy that flipped <laughs> off the kid. <laughs> like he is a the dad loved it, by the way. Legitimate here and five super kicks because he still is undefeated in AEW. No doubt. And by the way, the only guy that I've ever seen that does it better is Carrion Cross or Killer Cross. My son Damien and Killer Cross had a similar exchange. <clears throat> Except my son was giving Killer Cross the double barrel salute to his face, and Karrion Cross got in my son's face, and he got in my face, and it was so good, just like what MJF would do. Unfortunately, they watered down the Killer Cross character and made him Karrion Cross, and well, the rest is history. But for me, bro, I can't give MJF a four, a five. Um, simply because I just don't think that he's quite there yet in the ring. When it comes to his ability to talk, there is no question that he is the best in the game today. Don't bring up The Miz. Don't bring up Cena. Don't bring up any of that to me. It is MJF only followed by Jericho. But because from a ring perspective, I think he's still... Maybe he's a little bit less physically and athletically talented than I, w- than I wish that he was. So for that reason, Joey, I'm going to go ahead and give MJF a 4.5. 4.5. All right. We are moving up to the WWE. We've got three more wrestlers in the WWE. Charlotte Flair. Four, five. She? Five. Five super kicks five. easily. 100%. Five. Yep. yep. Um, As a heel and a baby, she's great. Bobby Lashley, I'll give him a 4.5. Same. (laughs) And rounding it out, Roman Reigns, 4.5 again. I got to give Roman a 5, bro. Yeah. He is outside of Britt Baker. He is the most credible champion in wrestling today, in my opinion, even above Kenny Omega, because Kenny gets a lot of help. I know Roman gets a lot of help, but Roman is on a whole nother plane. And, and I would argue, Joey, that this whole SmackDown is better than Raw that everybody's been talking about for the last four to six months can be directly attributed to Roman Reigns. What AJ Styles, the house that AJ Styles built, has now turned into the kingdom that Roman Reigns has expanded. SmackDown is better than Raw simply for the reason that Roman Reigns is at the head of the table. I give Roman Reigns a five. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the comments are going crazy. This AW all bro, he's giving five super kicks. He's, he says he, he's going to give MJF with zero super kicks, and that's because he flipped off the same kid but has autism, and that's what ticked him off. So, all AW all Come on, bro. kids with autism don't like wrestlers doing their gimmick? I mean, I thought kids love that stuff. 
I mean, come on, man. He's doing his All job. Right, and I think we got a 4.5 from Susie uh, for Kenny Omega. Yeah, so she, she was a little bit beneath us, but uh, still good. Well, guess what, it's Joey? Time. It is time. But before we get there, we have one final guest that's going to join us for the last couple minutes of this show. And um, I think he's a very worthy guest because he's been supporting the wrestle talk podcast. He's been a member of the wrestle talk family now for a couple of years, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back onto the show right at the tail end, baby. Just like uh, Tim Anderson, you see how the white Sox at that, that, that game out in Iowa, the field of dreams game, boom, came in right at the last second, hit the two run home run and gave the good old Chicago white Sox the big dub over the hated New York Yankees. Adam Frex, welcome to the show, bro. What, Long time no see. What's going on, gentlemen? What's going on? Having a great time tonight, yeah, man. man it's been Having a great, a great time. You think yeah, so? Yeah, no, it's been yeah, it's been a great show. It's been forever that we've ever done a show without set guests. This has just been all random and I've had a great time tonight, Josie. I don't know about yeah, you. Absolutely. It, it's been fun. All right, dude, so I'm going to hit you with a couple rapid-fire ones because we're going to get into the game show challenge. Number one, give me the match that is going to make you sit down and watch SummerSlam. SummerSlam? Oh, man. Yep. Give me the one match that you're like, I'm not missing this match. If I miss every other match, I don't care. Just not this one. It may be cliche, man, but I mean, the the biggest match is definitely Cena and Roman. There you go. And do you give John Cena a credible chance of taking the championship home? No, not at all. Not at all. Mm. Not, not so then how is it intriguing? Right That's the argument I was making. How I, can it I, be intriguing if we know the outcome? No, nah, that's true. But I bet you it has the most heat and the most fanfare out of all the, out of all the matches. So I See, and I was making the argument that I thought it was going to be – the tag match, RK Bro versus AJ and Omos. I think that's the one that's gonna probably have the most fanfare and yeah, entry, see, bro. Just because is Randy gonna turn? You like it or no? No, nah, I don't, man. Oh I man, I'm hell no. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, second question: CM Punk. Will we see him between now and double or nothing on September 5th? Yeah, for sure. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, I think it's an intriguing thing. I mean, that's to to be determined. So I I think it's going to be a great thing for the short term, but long term, we'll see. I mean, he's been out of the ring for, what, seven years? Seven years. Yeah, I was about to say, like, there's got to be some ring rust there. So, and like, what, what? Uh, what is the character after the the appearance? Like, what what do you do? What does CM Punk a year from now in AEW? Will you be pissed if he's using a part time capacity, like in a Brock Lesnar type situation? No, I think he should be. Would you be disappointed? I think he should be because that's the way you're going to keep most fanfare to him. If you if you put him as if every other wrestler, he's going to lose that allure that he he carries at the moment. See, and I just don't see it. I, I just don't think he's worthy of the Undertaker treatment, but that's just me. Last question, Adam Frex, before we give you a chance to plug anything you might want to plug, 
Um, we were talking a lot about ratings, and we went through some of the main people mm. in ROH, AEW, Impact, and WWE. I know you're a big football fan, and I know it's right around the corner, especially the Kansas City yes, Chiefs. Sir. Who, in your eyes right now, is the Patrick Mahomes of professional wrestling? The top guy, brightest future, just absolutely looks to have the world in his hands for the foreseeable future. Who would you compare him to in professional wrestling? That's tough. That's what we do here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, baby. That's a tough question. No softballs. Um... Who is the Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes of professional wrestling? So, I, I, you know, for me, that's someone who's going to have like longevity over the next 10 years minimum uh, okay. that has true, uh, consistent drawing power. Shit, who is okay. that? Um, man, I, you know, uh, I, I, I don't think so. I like Darby Allen, but I don't think that he 10 years from now, he's going to be the draw that people I love him too, by the way, but I don't think, you know, he's going to be that consistent draw. I think that can fade out in the next three or four years. Um, shit, man. Oh, that's a great question. I, I, I'm not even a fanboy of this guy, but I still think it's Roman with how dominant he's been. His, the storyline with him has been the most intriguing for me in wrestling. Roman Reigns, who the hell thought a year ago Not me. we would be saying that? Joey, same question, bro. Who's the Patrick Mahomes of professional wrestling? Roman right Reigns. now, Roman Reigns. And you know what? I'm going to have to agree with you guys, but say that there's another person on the other side of that. And without a shadow of a doubt, I think it's Kenny Omega. I mean the way he's been able to translate to every single company and become the top guy, it, it goes without saying. And people say, well, the Bucks and Callis and all this, he didn't have that in New Japan when he was fighting Okada. It was just him, and he did it anyway. It didn't effing matter. That's how great he is. So, Adam, before you go, bro, you're a loyal member. So what do you got going on? What's going on with Talking Dynasty? Are you kicking that thing yeah, back you off? Know, we're about to be you got some other projects. Up. I know you're working uh, with I-70 as well. So on, bring us up to speed real we've quick. We've been working on upping up the production. So uh, go ahead and follow Talking Dynasty and also check out Inter- Interstate 70 Sports Media. I work with them as well. So got- you writing there or no, what are you doing at I-70? We're just collaborating with the podcast. So hell no. Nah. Excellent. You don't want me to write. Okay, got you. Well, you know, the Maestro is a uh, host here on the Wrestle yep, Talk yep. Podcast. We're glad that we were able to play part of that connection. So for all your football needs, guys, make sure you check out Talking Dynasty, especially if you're here in the Midwest, and then, of course, I-70 Sports Media, which Adam is a contributor of as well. Mr. Frex, shout out to you. You got Dwight Howard back, so obviously the Lakers are in the championship, right? That's uh, Hey, that's the only team I'm picking every season. Right, unless they, um, you know, my Heat get another crack at them, and you know we got Kyle Lowry now, so yeah, we'll you, see. You Hopefully, we get another chance. You talked to me, Kyle Lowry, three years ago, and you talked me into it. World champion Kyle Lowry, yeah, we can talk about that yeah, later. We'll see about that. <laughs> Take it easy, Frex. Peace. Adios. All righty. Well, we do have to close out the show because I think um, the kids got to go to bed or something. That's what I keep hearing. It's about that time, though, because for the first time in a long time, John, I get to go one-on-one with Nightmare Jones in a little bit of a trivia challenge. Yes, you were. You were on fire. Good job. Uh, But now you got to chase 
the man who runs the place, the night owl. So, <sighs> hardcore hoss, I'm gonna hit that music, and you know what to do. That's right. That's right. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> Who's tapping? <laughs> Take it away. Welcome to this week's installment of the world famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Tonight's contestants are the Night Owl Renee Martinez and Nightmare Jones Joe Lance. In a few moments, I will ask you three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the an answer to the question, shout out your answer. Tonight's Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenge category is titled Summer Party. I will give you information about three famous professional wrestling personalities who won championships at SummerSlam. When you think you know who I'm talking about, Please shout out your answer. The first person to win two falls will win tonight's contest. Are you gentlemen ready? Let's go. Hey, I'm putting in my cheat codes right now. I'm winning. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Messages. Tell me the answers. I already sent him all the answers. Okay, let's go. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, baby. He signs the paychecks, like remember? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, speaking of which, I keep signing paychecks for Dick Douglas, and his ass not shows up, up here for months, so we better get to working on getting his ass back to work. All right. Let's, Question number one. Go. The late WWE Hall of Famer won the WWF Intercontinental Championship at the first SummerSlam. Bob Blackland. Wrong. By Pat Patterson. Wrong. By defeating the Honky Tonk Man. Ultimate Warrior. Correct. Nightmare Jones scores the first fall. See that? One. Question number two. At SummerSlam 1991, this two-time WWE Hall of Famer defeated Mr. Perfect to win his first WWF Intercontinental Championship. Kelly Von Eck. Wrong. No? After winning the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 8 by Razor defeating... Ramon. Wrong. By defeating Roddy Roddy Piper, he went on to win the WWF World Championship Bret on Hart. five occasions. Bret Hart. You are correct, Mr. Damn Nightmare it. Jones. It's over. The final question will be worth three points. Ah, every time. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Every time. <laughs> It doesn't matter. I have no mojo tonight. I don't think I'm going to get it anyway. At SummerSlam 1997, this legendary wrestler was the first to lose the WWF Championship at SummerSlam. After the interference of special guest referee, this wrestler would wrestle Shawn Michaels in the first Hell in a Cell match two months later. Undertaker. Undertaker. Correct! The Night Owl has won the Game Show Challenge. See. C, 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 C. I think it's time for some music, boys. Yeah. 
For, for the record, I am adamantly against this final question being worth three points. You know why? Because most of the time, I've been screwed by this rule. I think it originally happened when I was competing and I got screwed out of the win. So I petition that we get rid of the final question being worth three points unless it's a guess we really want back on and we want to put them over with the final question. I thought you Scouts start- on, are you guys down? I thought you started that, but okay. So it works for me. No, I didn't. I, I It just it happened to me, and then I just was like, well, I'll use it when it's convenient. Okay, so special guests and the guy who signs the paychecks. Got it. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, Joey is sending me a hateful email right now, I think, or he's tweeting out some really mean stuff about me, um, which, by the way, if you guys want to follow myself, Hardcore Hoss, or Nightmare Jones on Twitter, you can see our handles on the screen, at Nightmare Jones, at Hardcore Hoss 1, and at underscore the underscore night with a K underscore owl. Before we go, last thing, Joey... I know it's been a long night for you. I see you've been a little tired. Thank you for what you do. That bump that you took and that ass whooping is why people love pro wrestling. People love to see the good guy get their comeuppance. They like to see the bad guy, in this case you, get retribution or retribution to be gotten on them. And you're a great sport. It's why I love having you as a partner. And you can have your rematch against the Night Owl in Trivia Challenge anytime. Deal? Absolutely. Let's do it. Before we go, last thing, Joey, you are wearing a Macho Man hat. Can you please give us your best Macho Man impersonation as we close out tonight's show? Oh, yeah. This is a Macho Man Randy Savage, and you're listening to the WrestleTalk Podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fan freaking tastic and you know what guys we're going to do you an extra special favor we are going to hit that triple h one more time shout out to vince sanity shout out to the fwwc you guys have an amazing SummerSlam pay-per-view because you know we do it better we bet do it better than anybody else that's why we are the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion the f w w c good night everybody we'll see you next time brother adios yeah yeah. (laughs) and share boom i'm in a club like what do you want to get with me i'm in a club like yeah Got a drink, put some ass in my free hand, feeling like Seth Rollins, cause I'm the man. I'm rapping 662. I could trip by myself. I ain't tripping on you. I feel like I'm one with the darkness. My team stay lit regardless. I can 
cut you off with my sharpness. I just don't give a shit, I'm not heartless. I'm with my squad and we mob till my gas gone. My girl a freak, she want me to keep my mask on. They gon' bump me even when I pass on. I live life last so my life lasts long. Hey, don't think that they get it. Took us 10 years to get here cause we live it. There just is no limits. Pouring up drinks for my brothers and the women. I'm in a club like what? Do you wanna get with me? I'm in a club like yeah. Do you wanna get trippy? Triple H. I'm tripping like Triple H. Even when it gets late, my team stay away. Girl, you're looking so tasty. Bet I could fall in love if you made me. I know this is kind of crazy. We just never can you move it for me, baby. I'm with the beast, we can all get busy. Gather up your friends, we can all get trippy. Say you should fuck with me. In the looks, and I'm right here, come and get me. I mean, you're so damn sexy. The way you're moving on the floor with your bestie. I can pass the test, test me. When you're around, it kind of seems like I'm the best me. And the way that she's moving, she had me feeling a stupid. I think she knew that I knew it. And the way that I'm feeling, it would get trippy and grippy. Just take my hands and we'll do it. I'm in a club like, what? Do you want to get with me? I'm in a club like, yeah. Do you want to get trippy? Triple H. I'm tripping like Triple H. Even when it gets late, my whole team stay away. Triple H. I'm tripping like Triple H. Even when it gets late. My whole team stay away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.